recording. Hello? Hello. Hello. All right. Welcome back to episode two. We made it to a second episode. Available on ten platforms. Ten platforms. I cannot name them all for you right now, but the three most important in my head are Apple Podcasts, well, four, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. And Spotify. Spotify! Top five. Wow. Crushing it. Welcome to Drunkumentaries. If you've never been with us before, here you are. <laughs> and here we are. It. You made it. Um, we are kind of just going through Netflix and picking documentaries as we go along. Our first episode was with I Am a Killer, so it's like a series documentary. We'll go back and Docu- do other... series, Docu- if you will. Series. Damn. So we'll go back and do other episodes eventually. Today, we're doing an infamous documentary that I guess is like, people don't really talk about it, so I guess it's not infamous anymore. I mean, I've definitely seen it yeah. floating around the, the social meds. Yeah? Uh, what the health? What the health, guys? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, what the actual health? What the actual health. So, to kind of establish who we wait, are. Wait, first, what are you drinking? Oh, what am I drinking? Wow. Are we on and that's why we drink? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a strawberita because cheap as fuck. It's 8% alcohol and I'm telling you guys when I say I literally have like a sip and a half you left. I'm feeling alright for having a sip and a half left. It's real sweet. It's a lot. I can't drink more than one. No. Because I'll die. Yeah, that would make me cute for sure. Yeah, the amount of sugar in this I should not consume <laughs> in my body. Not disclose. No. Especially not, well. Not after that. We're not talking about sugar in this documentary, but it's fine. You, you're right, you're right. Um, I'm drinking Kona Big Wave because it's my favorite of all time. Kona Big Wave. It's real good. I don't love beer, and that's good beer. It's so good. And just look at this bottle. It's adorable. Yeah, it's got ocean on it. You can't. Wait. <laughs> Welcome to our sound. (laughs) That was our intro song. Yay. Gwen looks exceptionally adorable right now. She's chilling in her tunnel with cactuses all over. Cacti. Size of, I don't know. (laughs) Adoration. Adoration. (laughs) Is that a real word? Exact word I was looking for in my head, too. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, carrying on, we, we watched What the Health. Um, we decided to just watch this one all the way through and then pod about it. Yeah, yep, yeah. Um, so we'll just kind of, we took some notes, we'll kind of go through on yeah. fast forward. And yeah, we have it pulled up in case we need to like reference something. we want to talk about. Um, I guess, let's like give a, I don't know, you want to rate it? Ooh, yeah, a rating? God. It had some good arguments, I will say that, yeah. coming from an ag person, like, I'm, it definitely provides an argument for that side, I yeah. guess, if you're thinking of it in a two-side format. Well, what's the side? Let's talk about that. So, basically, Veganism? it's this guy who's promoting vegan, well, plant-based diet. Yeah, plant-based diet, because veganism, I guess. eating animal products, according to Kip. This guy yeah, has shown time and time again to be detrimental to your health in more ways than one. Yes. And, like, the argument for me that stands out that I am, like, oh, okay, is the detriment to the planet. But also because, like, that's where my passion lies. And we'll get into more things later. Like, I definitely 
consider myself an environmentalist, I guess is the right word. I don't want to use the word activist because it has such a negative connotation. Yeah. Like, I am an activist for our planet. You and I are much more conscious of our environmental impacts than I feel like a lot of people are. Yeah. yeah. And Especially I feel our like age. Yeah. I feel like it's spreading, but also, like, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, or I people in generations that. above us are less conscious of it too, because like even my mom is still struggling to use her reusable straws. Yeah, and like it's a small thing, but it like it matters. Yeah. But it's just like things like that affect the environment are definitely hit me more, and like I don't want that to sound bad as far as like animal welfare goes, yeah. because I fully believe in that. But again, we'll get into that later. But I feel like and they I don't even, more. they barely touch on the environmental impacts of the animal industry in this documentary. Because not. there's not enough on it. Like, there definitely needs to be more research. Yeah. And, like, like that's coming really from someone just, who supports both sides. Yeah. Like, they're I really just planet. talking about, like, if you eat meat, you're going to get cancer. Yeah, you're going to die. And heart disease. And also, you're not. But <laughs> also, you might. Yeah. Because yeah. this is Earth. Hey. Hey. This, this is Welcome um, back to Crystalia's. Congratulations. What sorry. else was I going to say? Uh, I was going to say something. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Okay. I just forgot. Um, oh, let's preface this also by saying we don't really like this guy. Yeah, he's... The guy who, like, produced and wrote great. this documentary. He's just, he's annoying. He could have done better. And, like, he's this so is... annoying. Yeah. He just gives me bad vibes. And, like, when you give me bad vibes, I'm not into it. I already was a little skeptical yeah. coming in. So then I was just like, oh. So, like, also consider that when you listen to my opinions on some of these things. Yeah, because um, a lot of it were just like, ugh, if, if anyone else was saying this, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a but follow up to Leonardo DiCaprio's Cowspiracy, which I've never seen, and I know that he doesn't really super support animal industry, so I'll look into that eventually. Don't care yeah. that much yeah. what he thinks, but also love him. <laughs> but it's like, if, he, if DiCaprio was up here saying this shit, I'd be like, hmm. I love you. Yeah. And then I'd consider it slightly more of a, like, it's fine. Um, I don't even know why I wrote this, but I wrote Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Don't know why I wrote that down. Um, oh. It's probably in there. Somebody probably talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to read this quote that we see on the television right now and who it's by. Okay. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Hippocrates. Hippocrates. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that can't see it, it's Hippocrates. That's a joke from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Is it really? I never saw that. Yeah, he says Socrates, I think. Socrates? Socrates. Oh! <laughs> I was like, who is that? <laughs> wow, I'm an idiot. All right. <laughs> um, I already told you guys my prior thoughts about this was that I was a little wary, just because like, I do come from... I went to school at the University of Florida and studied agricultural education and communications, so a lot of my coursework was involved in the agriculture industry. I obviously saw a lot of positive sides. We also focus on negative sides because our whole job was being able to communicate about things positive and negative alike. So, like, yeah. that's what I focused on, which is why I loved focusing on that in school so much, is because I got to see both sides of arguments a lot, yeah. and it's frightened as I am of controversy, it also, like, is so important because everyone needs to know both sides of an yeah. argument. Yeah. So, it's just, yeah. I got, hold on, I got a message, and I'm going to see if it's from my friend. I'm going to zoom through this a little bit so we look okay. back first. Oh my god, perfect. Okay. 
So we'll come back to what she's saying later on. I messaged a friend of mine. It'll come into play later. Well, you'll all know what I mean. So 350 million people have diabetes, I guess, in the world. This is from Dr. Robert Ratner from the American Diabetes Association. Also, this is the guy he argues with later, and I'm like, you had this whole discussion and everything was fine. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. Did you tell him to react then? Because I also don't trust documentaries super often because... Well, that's a lot of the thing, too, just... These could have all been this guy's friends. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. And that's super annoying, too, sometimes. It's like, it's you just don't know. Um, one in ten healthcare dollars is spent on diabetic healthcare. Um... It's, I don't like that I took bad, I took bad notes, guys. Um, shout out to M from, and that's why we drink podcasts, because, God, <laughs> like, she talks about how bad her notes are every time, and I'm like, wow, here I am. Okay, this part, so guys, we're playing it through while we kind of go through our notes, and in this whole beginning, as he's, like, introducing his shit, he's got, like, people cooking cigarettes with their sausage in the morning, and it just annoys the living shit out of me. Those two are not on the same spectrum. They are not. Like, there are two types of detriments to your health. Purposeful and, like, societal. You are smoking cigarettes, and you had to have made that decision when you were a teenager or adult yeah. to smoke a cigarette. Well, here, Eating meat is a societal, like, yeah. thought but process. But here's this guy's argument. He's saying, we're like, if you know all this information... And you continue to eat processed meats and animal products like you are purposefully putting that in your body. Yeah. But people don't and know these like arguments. The, yeah, that's true. That's and that's the like thing. the other thing that he talked about. Uh, we, You and I didn't really talk about it while he was saying it. But the common sense. What do you say about like cheeseburger laws and shit? The common we'll get, sense yeah, argument or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like basically Cheese- like. The, and that's the whole purpose of like that. The that this even exists. Like, all these people who interviewed for this, the guy who made it, everything, they want us to watch this and be like, okay, now I have to be vegan. Obviously. Yeah, that's their whole... That, to me, that was one of the last notes that I wrote, too, before this this even ended, is because, like, they are promoting veganism, but, like, in a semi... I don't want to say aggressive way, but in a semi-aggressive way, and it's like, you're doing exactly what you're saying other industries are doing. Like, you're doing the same thing. You're just doing it in a different format because you don't have enough money to pay the American Cancer Society. Well, and they're the ones who think they're right. Right. It's like, we're all going to promote whatever we think is correct. Yeah. And it's like, and that's, again, going back to my major, it's like, that's why I like it. Because I see both sides. Because they both think that's what's correct. And then I can make my own personal decision. And that's what I believe everybody should be able to do. People can watch this and make their own decision if they want to. Yeah. What annoys me is when people watch this and they immediately think it's the Bible. And I'm yeah. like, no, no. Half of what they uh, say doesn't have fish. proof. Yeah, yeah. Half of what they say has been one study, not peer-reviewed, not replicated, not replicated ever again. Yeah. Or, a, like, five people in this show, they have had things that have turned out really well for them. That's great. But what if their genes come back later and bite them in the ass? Yeah. Because for a temporary time, they were they went to plant-based and they did really well. And then their genes were like, ha-ha, sorry, you still have cancer. Still here. Cancer, yeah. Right. yeah. Like, and that will suck. But it's just, like, also understand that there are outside circumstances that can still have an effect i don't know if you made any notes about this but um what do you think about like just the government being in on it entirely i don't so oh god yeah so my issue with a lot of this is that like 
for me, and I wrote this down. I did write this down. I wrote that the industries and the government are two separate entities that are intertwining too much. The agriculture industry was an industry before the government got involved. Farmers were farmers before the government was like, hey, we need you to mass produce a gajillion chickens so that everybody can eat. And then the farmers were like, oh, okay, we're going to become Tyson. And now, like, the farmers, like my friend that has chickens that provides eggs for her family personally and us that work with her, like, that's the only – she doesn't get money for it. We bring our carton and she's like, all right, I'll give you some eggs whenever they have some. And that's it. Like, I know so many farmers like that. That is what we started as. And then we became this industry yeah. because money does matter to people. Well, basically what they're, what they were talking about is like that the USDA is like backing all of these, what industries mm-hmm. that it's industrial, like conventional farming versus fa- yeah. home farming. So like the USDA is supporting like Baconators and eggs, which this documentary says are bad too and blah, blah, blah. So basically that like the government is, um, advocating for guess, the yeah. same the things that are killing us, and that's all intertwined, and that is giving hospitals more money, that's giving Big Pharma more money because we need more medications because of the foods that we're eating. And blah, blah, it's blah. like a trickle-down effect. Yeah, exactly. You, like, I know you guys can't see me, and I'm out here doing hand gestures. Um, it's like a trickle-down effect. They're saying, like, that. because this one area says something, all of these other areas are making money. And while I do, I do see that point of view, I also just, like, I don't know if I know anybody that works for the USDA. Like, I don't know if any of my co, like, of my fellow students went out and, like, worked with them. But, like, I know a lot of people within the industry. And, like, none of them are evil enough to do something like that. Yeah. Like, personally, I don't know anybody that's evil or greedy enough to do that. And all of, I also should preface, like, any of my information that you guys get from me during this episode is gonna be based off of, like, my first-hand experiences with farmers. Going, I was in an agricultural sorority. We went to farms on a regular basis. We met farmers on a regular basis. We talked to people in these professions on a regular basis because that was our whole purpose is to understand this industry and be able to promote either side. I had sisters that were vegans, and I had sisters that loved meat. Like, you get both sides, and you get both arguments, not in an aggressive way, but in a here's why I do this sort of way. And, like, it's just it's just how it is, and that's how it always – and I guess – and I just said this, and I just yelled at a boy about saying it's just the way it is earlier. So it doesn't always have to be just the way it is. It's just a matter of people are going to choose whether or not they want to do something. And that's how it's always going to be. Like, people are always going to make their own decisions based on the arguments presented to them. Sorry, I went off on a whole other option <laughs> another direction. Um, I also should have said this in the beginning. Kip, I think that's his name, right? Yep, Kip, Kip is a recovering hypochondriac. Let's yeah. just, there you go. You're welcome. Um, should we just like start from where we are right now in this muted version of it? <laughs> Bacon and meat are carcinogenic. The news says, oh, okay, I remember this note. I wrote, the news says a lot of things, but now I want to look at the numbers. He posts a lot, he put a lot of, like, little, like, clips of the news in there that just triggered me moment after moment. And I was like, all right, so this one news anchor said something about bacon and meat being carcinogenic, so it must be fucking true? Yeah, that was a large issue I had with 
a majority of the points that he the made beginning. in the whole documentary yeah. is like, oh, I read here that that bacon is carcinogenic. Okay, it must be true. Let's find out like all the things about why it's bad. Yeah, it's like and okay, it's but like, okay, like okay, look whoa, up whoa, more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ask Easy questions instead of accuse is my yeah. my whole description yeah. of all of this. Which is, I mean, he portrays it as though he does. He's done a lot of research. But again, yeah, but do we know? Who knows, really? This one says, um, or what this one says, I wrote, how can you directly link something like food that digests and cancer that can sit dormant? I remember saying that when we were watching, like, the beginning half. Yeah. It's like, I, I know there's got to be a way. I'm not a scientist that studied that in school, but also we entrust our entire lives to scientists that study this in school, and now we're yelling at them about it. Well, like. Also, that's an, that was another that? thing that they talked about in the documentary is that, like, some doctors aren't even learning about this. They're not diet, learning about yeah. food and about nutrition, nutrition and the way. Which the is why dietitians became a whole other separate entity. Like, my friend's going to school and is getting her PhD to be, like, a professional dietitian. And she's, I mean. Is she a vegan? No. Let me tell you. Interesting. She, and I wish I would have texted her in this moment, she is one of the most healthy in shape people I've ever met, mind, body, soul, all of it. She's an amazing human. And she, and I'd give her a shout out if I knew she would be comfortable for that. Um, like we went through a very rough patch. We're kind of in like mutual acquaintances now. We're not as close as we used to be. She's an unreal human. She's amazing. Like her diet is amazing she eats meat she I don't know if she doesn't really eat fast food but like she will if she's out drinking she drinks alcohol if she's out drinking at like a football game because she goes to UGA um she'll eat whatever whatever she's fine mm-hmm. and like eats ice cream she yeah is conscious about everything and makes good decisions but also she's not like yelling at people about being vegan. yeah She's getting her. Interesting. Diet, I wonder what kinds of degree. stuff that she like studies, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'll I have wonder... to ask her what her dissertation's on, what her yeah. project, her final issue is on. Because it's, I mean, it was all I remember is being really fascinated by the like what she was studying. Yeah. I just. Don't I mean, again, I'm everything that I'm saying. I don't have a background in this the way that Cheyenne does, as far as like really anything. So everything that I'm saying is based off of. The last hour and a half of this shit on TV we just yeah. watched, which is good to have both sides though, and we would yeah, need like, or I like don't, I don't one know third. Nothing about like nothing. Yeah, I'd love <laughs> to have a vegan here that like for whatever yeah. their reasons are for being a vegan because everybody has them whether it's health or animal or whatever like or or just out of yeah. I have a friend that was a vegan solely because like red meat tore her stomach up. Yeah, and she's like, eventually I just ended up cutting white meat out. Like every now and then I'll eat chicken, and I'm like, oh cool. cool. Yeah. She's like, I have other things that, like, in the end made me go, like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I'll cut it out for that reason, too. But I already had to cut it out because I couldn't digest red meat well. Cool. Yeah. I just had an idea. What is it? We should have, like, a soundboard. And every time one of us hits a particular sound, we have to do, like, a five-second chug or something. Oh, my God. (sighs) Shit. Wow. Do we want to get one on a phone? Until the we only, get here's the only noise I have on my phone. Are you guys equipment. ready? I'm you ready. know what? I don't even Bring know if I have it. Oh, I sure, I sure shit do. Sure shit. Oh, it's oh, not loud enough. It Put it up here. Hey. 
Oh my god. I mean, that's a good sound. Why am I 25 and I have a handboard <laughs> app on my fucking phone? It's okay. When I was in Georgia working at that seasonal job, literally anytime somebody had a good bird, we'd go burr, 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 yeah. with our own mouth. So like. <laughs> Gwen loves this app. Oh my god, look at her little eyes are shut. Oh my god. Okay. Um, (laughs) What's next? Um, I wrote down to, like, people smoke their whole lives and don't die of cancer. Like. Oh yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. A matter of, like, oh, yeah, eating an egg can be as bad as smoking five cigarettes a day. No. (laughs) I get where he's going. I get why there needs to be an analogy because people understand things better with an analogy. Yeah. But also, the yolk of an egg is going to maybe, like, make you fat. The cigarette is going to give you cancer. Or give people around you cancer because my grandpa, whom I never met, died from secondhand smoke lung cancer. How do you feel about eggs? Day in his life. I love eggs. I love I'm going to eat eggs. I'm going to eat them. They're so good. I do remember. Well, like, is cut... it weird that we eat eggs? I don't think so. Because, okay, so I will tell you this. So this I got, again, first-hand knowledge. I love having first-hand knowledge. It makes me happy because I feel smart. But I don't always get to feel smart in my daily life. So <laughs> when I was in one of my classes, it was focused on, okay, I'm sorry for any vegans that are listening to us right now. We literally got to try so much meat. It was amazing. We got, like, bacon wrap brisket. And it, oh, God. Okay. Brisket, though. It was beautiful. It was so a great good. day. It was amazing. So we got, like, we tried a ton of different, like, meats, talked about the industry. Um, uh, I did go to the University of Florida. We have a meat packing. It's not a plant. It's, like, very small. It's for students that are learning how to do, like, be involved in the meat industry. Okay. Um, and so, like, they are there. They see the slaughter. They eventually do the slaughter. Um, they cut the meats, they learn the cuts of meats and quality and all of that. They learn literally everything. I don't understand any of it. It's amazing. I don't get it. Um, But also that day we were talking about, like in that week, we talk about the poultry industry. It's, oh, it's in my intro to animal science class. It's the very first class I ever took. It's pre-vet. He's talking about eggs and how like if you see like a blood spot, a blood spot within the yolk, that means that it could have eventually been sorry, what am I looking for? Fertilized, fertilized. But it was not yet. Correct me if I'm wrong, friends. It's been five years since I've taken that class. <laughs> um, but like even my professor, like we like opened different yolks and like we looked at a ton of different images and he's like, What does that mean? Because when there's webbing from the yolk, that means it's fertilized. When there's not that, that means it's, like, it's just a egg. Um, there's no baby inside. There's not going to be a baby inside. It's not hens, fertilized. Yes. They produce eggs regardless. Yes. Correct? Yeah. We eat the ones that, that are, are not, not fertilized. fertilized. Yeah. They're just egg yolks. And she would whites. make them. Yeah. Like, those are the, like, the eggs that my friend gives us. Yeah. Are, she only has hens. I don't think she oh, okay, has a got it, got it, got it, got it. They can get fertilized. Like, they can still get fertilized, and then, like, you just have to candle it. It's like the penguin egg at SeaWorld. So, like, you just have to candle it and see if there's yeah, 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 webbing. Yeah. And yeah. then if it's fertilized, you don't give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not supposed to. Um, and, like, they also provided the, like, egg white argument. I what do you, remember I, eating egg whites in college and not eating yolks. I cut out 
yolks and bread for like two weeks at one point, and it was great. Yeah. Totally get that. Bread, less inflammation. Egg yolks, I don't know, but it was gone, and it was it was fine. I was fine. I know you Nothing don't know changed majorly, but. a lot about the poultry industry, but like, what do they do with male chickens? Just like, fatten them up to eat them? They just, no, no, you don't. I don't know if you eat roosters. That's a good question. So I'm like, is there only hen? I think you can eat really any of them. You can eat any chicken, if that makes sense. Like, guinea hens are a thing, and you can eat those. They look like weird, like, turkey chickens. Um, I'm just saying, like, like, I'm picturing a chicken farm, okay? Yes. And we got hens, and they're in, like, tiny little... Like, looks like shopping aisles, you know, they're just in rows. They don't live in cages. So they live, again, small farms. I've never been to a conventional farm. I've never been to I'm, a factory. I'm picturing a factory. Factory, That's I don't know. Right now. It doesn't um, matter anyways. So I'm thinking, like, it's all hens in there. They're all popping out eggs, and then they kill them to eat their meat. Not necessarily. Um... So what, are, so again, what do they do with the male chickens? Again, I don't know about the poultry industry, so I'm going to bring it to the what I do know about, which is, like, beef and dairy. So, like, in the cattle industry, when you have female cows, they're out on a pasture, and there can be bulls, which are just male cows. They're not going to kill anybody. <laughs> um, but they can be out there with them, or there might be a single bull, because multiple bulls can cause some issues with each other. Um, it can be a single bull, and he might have sex with a few of the other, like, of the female cows, and they're going to check if they're pregnant. If they're pregnant, they're going to pop out a baby. Um, they're going to provide that milk. That baby's going to get that milk for, like, a few weeks, and then they're going to separate them so that mom doesn't have to get sore growing that milk because baby needs to be on grain. Because if baby is a boy, he then becomes a breeder. If baby's a girl, she then becomes a potential future mom. Um... Basically, it just becomes like a you're in that area with them, and then they're like female dairy cow and male bull are separated after the like allotted time, I guess, together. Do they because then if they're not by humans? No, as far as I know, okay. female dairy cows are not eaten. I have heard that a lot of like this is just something that I've heard from hearsay, I don't actually know. Um, dairy cattle can be meat. My personal assumption is that because like I've never met a small town farmer that sells his dairy cow for meat until she's like on her last legs and they don't want to breed her anymore because they don't want her to have to go through that anymore. Um, because like at a certain point you don't want your animal to have to like get pregnant anymore. You're just like, all right, you had like two babies. You're fine. Like don't, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like small town farmers, they just, no, they're like, you're going to live your best life, and then we're going to put you over here and you can be a pasture cow. Or, like, if they do sell them for meat, because they do have to make money somehow, um, they could sell, like, a dairy cow for meat. They usually, bulls are a lot of, um, like, Angus, you're mostly your meats. Your meats are going to be, at least far as cows go, beef, Brahma, Brangus, which is a combination of both of them. Um, oh, I said beef. Angus, Brahma, Brangus are your, like, top three, especially in Florida. Brangus is the mixture of the two um, because Brahmas can handle heat, and Angus creates good, like, beef stuck. So, like, those are a lot of beef cattle. Those can be male or female. It doesn't matter. Um, usually they keep male what? and female around to breed as well so that they continue to have their beef stock. Does that make sense? 
Um, so I assume it would be the same for poultry. Like they would have a rooster or a few roosters around. They would let them breed throughout the time so that they continuously have chickens because they're going to die from natural causes. They're going to die from old age. Well, I guess it's a natural cause. Um, they might take them out for meat, different things like that. I guess it would just be like multiple factors. Yeah. Remind me to keep an eye on this so it doesn't like stop us at an hour yeah. and then we have to record a new segment because we can stop recording and then record a new segment when it gets to like 45. Because we've already been recording for 30 minutes. I don't minutes. even remember hey. how we started fucking talking about that. You asked me about roosters and hens. I know, but why? I don't know. If they use them for meat. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that answer as far as the poultry industry goes. I know for cattle and beef and dairy, they, any, they can be used for basically anything necessary, but also, like, they're not going to put them in a bad situation. Like, they're not going to use, like, a female cow just because she can't produce. Like, they're going to give her time to, like get fertilized. They're going to give her a few years probably. Minimum. But also <laughs> like the, the, they talked about this in documentary at some point too. The the places who maybe would do that we're not going to know about them. Right. Yeah. That's the hard part. Or it's like, like oh she her milk's bad or oh she's not going to blah blah blah. Yeah. We're going to kill her. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you everything that you're going to see and I'm telling you this for a fact like, at me if you want, <laughs> because I'm not even gonna back up. The only farms that you're gonna see in any PETA video, any, like, bad documentary bashing the animal industry is gonna be either a factory industry, like, government-run farm, oh my God. or it's gonna be, like, somewhere overseas, Half of the things that Peter records is overseas. Or it's going to be a family farm that needs to be shut down because they're not doing it right. But I'm when I'm also telling you I've been to multiple tri-county areas within Florida, and I've never seen a family farm that has bad animal living situations, animals in danger, animals in pain. I've never in my life seen any of that. And like I said, I've been to so many. It's just like it's not an option. I don't know how factory farms run. I don't like the sound of factory farms, so it could totally be bad. If I went to one, I, I would tell like you guys. I feel like it's got to be bad. I feel like it's got to be because they're mass producing. But it's just like, it's they're not. They're just like, yeah, boom, boom, pumping boom, it out. boom, boom, Money, money, money. We need money. Right, yeah. And like that to me, money. that I fully, I fully get when people are angry about factory farming. I just hate when people try to break down all farming. That annoys the living or shit like out of me. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I have friends that literally raise beef cattle, and I have a friend that has sat outside and Snapchatted me all night long, didn't go to bed for a second because he had a cow that was pregnant and she was laying down. He's like, she's going to give birth any second. I can't leave her. Yeah. And he was there when that baby popped out. Yeah. To make sure that baby survived and every, like, there was one mom that abandoned her baby that they had raised, abandoned her baby, so he got a bottle of milk and fed her. And help that yeah. baby survive. These people are not angry people. They're not abusive people. And that is what grinds my gears about people that bash farming. If you are one of those people, I'm sorry. Bye-bye. Or if you are one of those people and you want to keep listening, you're more than welcome to. And I am more than happy to help you understand how this works. Um, all right. I also made a note. I know we're just jumping back and forth from, like, tangents and questions. 
Um, one of the things that I wrote down was about cancer because one of his large arguments for at least the first third of this yeah, documentary is cancer. Um, cancer can mutate in different people for different reasons. And my friend had a good point about um, PCOS. So me and a friend of mine um, both have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Me and a few girls that I know have that. Um, saying that like, it seems like a lot of more, a lot more females in our day and age are getting PCOS. Um, and we don't know if there's a reason why. Nobody's really studying if there's a reason behind it or like, is it something we're eating? Is it something in the air? Yeah, is it a pollution? I feel like it's still pretty new. Or is it just, yeah, yeah. Is it just, uh, genetics? Um, I don't, like, I don't think my mom's ever been told that she has it, but I do also have other things that my mom has, like a back issue. So, like, I don't know, and that's still definitely something that's, like, becoming new. So is it something that, like, they decided this is what this is because it can create cysts, but they're not looking into the causes of it? Or if they are, they're not telling anybody because when scientists do studies, they're not supposed to tell anyone until there have been multiple studies that prove things. Yeah, exactly. Just so we're aware. Um, like, it's just... I think that I wrote this note because I said, like, it is, like, is it becoming more diagnosable or more common for a reason? Is basically where I was getting. Yeah. Um, also, they talk a lot about processed stuff. And I'm like, processed anything is going to be bad for you because, keyword, processed. So, like, until people tell you what the process is, then I wouldn't go for it. Like, fast food is all processed food. Like, they. Sure have that fresh meat and it's not going to last by the amount that they have to disperse it to all 25 million McDonald's across yeah. the United States. So they're going to process it to last longer. Does that mean the farmer does it? No, but it does mean that the government that's over that area does it. So probably that factory farm is what's causing the issue. Um, I also, sometimes in my notes, I mention how, like, as a film person, I note things in here, just because he annoyed me. Yeah. So I said, also, as a film person, I truly understand the impact of imaging and music and emotion in a movie, but the kids eating a cigar is a little much. That was, like, at the very beginning. Yeah. I was just like, uh, that's a lot. Um, ooh, this was one of my favorite notes that I made. It's funny because we talk about this and we make movies about it, but we aren't stopping the creation of fast food chains. We aren't providing as much fresh food options like our seafood sitting out for seven days versus a farmer's market putting them out same day and taking them home and nobody buys them at the end of the day and using them for their very own thing. Like, farmer's markets are becoming like more common, which is great. Fast food is way too far gone. Yeah, it's like way too far gone. convenience and, like, the way that America just deals with that kind of stuff, it's like... Yeah, like you have to make your own personal decision to not go get fast food because it's there for the convenience and the lifestyle of America. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy and convenient, but it's like... Wait, what were you just talking about? Like how it's just... Like we... Like he can make a movie about this and we can all like talk and yell about, like, don't eat processed foods, but it's surrounding us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it would be, and he said that this is just, like, an excuse, and it is, but it's, like, it would be so, in this p moment in my life, it would be so 
inconvenient to be a vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people who do it, they figure it out, and that's fine, and, like, maybe they struggle at the beginning. Well, there's definitely... Yeah. I love cheese so much. I said that so loud that Gwen ran away. (laughs) I love cheese. What the fuck? I mean, there's definitely areas that it's, like, you can thrive more, too, because, like, my... Some of the people that I follow on Instagram, um have like they are vegans and they have like vegan festivals and like vegan restaurants and stuff and I'm like when I lived in Gainesville there were two vegan restaurants that I knew of so like there could have been more and there are restaurants with some vegan options but they're like oh you can have like a salad versus like other places like the places in California that they live near have like they had like avocado mac and cheese bro yeah it looks so good or something like that and it's like stuff like that once it becomes more accessible, then more people will probably be more open to it. But people are too lazy to care. Like, this definitely makes me want to have a more plant-based diet. But I'm telling you what I'm telling everybody else since I was a kid. I'm not going to stop eating meat. Yeah. If I ever so stop good. eating meat, I'm telling you right now, it'll be for the planet. So all I'm waiting on is for proof that meat eating is causing it. Because there's maybe only a handful of studies out there that are saying that, but not having any proof behind it. Because they're not taking into account other things that are affecting it. The only things that we know for sure is cars and emissions from vehicles and, like, boats. Like, all sorts of vehicles. Any vehicle on any spectrum. Vehicles um, and, like, heat from factories. Like, pollution from factories. There is, like, a very... I've seen like, non-ag studies that say 95% of cow farts is why CO2 is so bad. And then I've seen agricultural-based studies that say, like, 1% of CO2 emissions comes from cows. So, like, we don't know. You cannot, I I won't listen to either of those sides until they have, like, cold hard facts about it. It just, yeah, I'm waiting. Waiting it out. Don't know how I got to that point either. Ugh. <laughs> Is anything in this life a really a cold hard fact? Like, okay, I right. know some things are, but you, you know what I'm no, saying? No, but yes, absolutely. Like, I was literally thinking that same thing. I'm like, all of these people have doctor in front of their name, and then they keep talking shit about doctors. They keep yeah. saying, like, oh, your doctors are telling you this, and I'm like, you're also a doctor in that yeah. same field. Yeah. So what the fuck is the truth? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Help me. Like, help me. I, you have a doctorate to help me understand any and all of this so like yeah i don't get it um i also like wrote down are all these people talking vegans because then that makes it a biased documentary i mean at least majority of them at the end were because they were all saying like i am a vegan um also they didn't say sugar doesn't cause diabetes but kip did kip said it so what's the truth fuck kip um, okay, so this part, this is names. the part they're kind of getting into, like, the, um, antibiotic resistance stuff? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's um, pretty interesting to me. Um, basically they say, like, they're giving all these animals antibiotics because, of like, they basically have to, because of their living conditions, like, they're bound to get sick because of their living quarters and there's dead animals all around them and that's going to make them sick and blah, blah, blah. So they're pumping these animals with antibiotics 
And then we're eating those animals. Therefore, we're getting the antibiotics into our bodies and our bodies are forming antibiotic resistance, which is like a phenomenon, basically. Um, so that we are more susceptible to getting sick. Yeah. yeah. So, again. He said, you'll be at risk in minor surgeries to have a fatal infection. Yeah, that was like a good, like, recap of what he, what they basically went over and as a whole was like, this yeah. is why this is bad. But, I mean, that's really interesting. I understand, like, why they give antibiotics to those animals, but I'm very curious. Again, we'll never know this, mm-hmm. but I'm curious to this, about the scale in which they do receive them. Yeah. So, again, from a family farm size perspective, from first from my first-hand experiences. Now they're about to talk about the pig shit. You gotta turn the Xbox back on. Um... From my first-hand experience and my interviews with farmers and my first-hand seeing it, when an animal is given, again, I cannot speak for factory farms. I cannot say that enough. I don't speak for factory farms. I don't even speak for, like, all the all the family farmers. I speak for the places that I've been um, and seen this firsthand. Once they are given an antibiotic, it'll be for a specific reason. It's not, like, I've never seen, they've never been in a living condition where that's what it's caused. They, when they, in this documentary are showing the living conditions, it's like those chicken factories that you see where there's a ton of chickens in one room only. Like they don't do anything else. Versus the places that I've been where I've seen dairy cattle that have acres and acres and acres of grassland. And when they do come inside to eat their grain, it's piles and piles of sand for them to lay down on because that's comfortable and that's what they want. And then a grain area for them to eat their grain in. So, that is what I've seen. This is my recount of that. When those farmers have to give them an antibiotic, it's for a specific reason. It's because they are sick, and that's the antibiotic that they are able to give is for that specific sickness or that generic sickness, that like overarching sickness, um, which would be the same for humans. If you have a cold, they're going to give you different antibiotics depending on what your symptoms are. And then they go through a withdrawal period. So then like Minnie Moo would get her antibiotic, and then she would be marked with like I don't even know like you know like those car paint markers they have the same type of thing for cows you can just like mark their butt with a dot and be like okay this one had an antibiotic we can't use her milk we can't like use her meat she's not going to go out nothing happens from her until that antibiotic is with is outside is gone that they have the withdrawal period on the antibiotics the same thing happens for people we all have withdrawal periods as well so that don't make sense but that's what happens for Family farms. Yeah. Don't know about this. This is totally I'm 90% certain Kip's not talking about family farms. No, no. He's absolutely not. He's totally talking about... I just want... I'm going to continue to mention that because I'm going to cover for the industry that I support, which is people caring about their animals. Yeah, of course. And providing for as many people as they can versus, yeah, factory farms that I know nothing about. I'm not here to be an advocate for you because I don't know. I'm here to be an advocate for the agriculture that I know. Yeah. And, I, I mean, again, maybe they are fine, but... But we don't know that. Like and we what said we before, see there's, like, there's, there's almost no way yeah. that they put even half the... Like, I can almost... What, half of what you're talking about into their animals as well. Right. And it's like, I... For me... Okay, also, yeah, I will have to... Uh-huh. It's linked on my website, so I will kind of plug my website at the end. Um, but CheyenneHoover.wordpress.com, I have a video from when I worked with 
the UF IFAS Research Center, um, I was able to interview a scientist on antimicrobial resistance. Not the exact same thing, but a general same. You'll get the concept when you watch the video. Basically, they reach out to farmers to say, like, what can we do for antimicrobial resistance in your beef cattle and in humans because people are eating your beef cattle. So if you go and watch that video, it'll all make a little bit more sense as far as, like, the science behind it and how they are trying to help farmers understand antimicrobial resistance in humans and how, like, in the animals it affects them. It's, it's just still an ongoing project. I don't think it was supposed to end until literally, like, last year. So it's still something that they could still be working on. I don't know for sure the end results, but you could see that video and then still figure it out. I'm going to pause this right here, and we're going to start a new recording so that this thing doesn't shut us off. All right. We're back. Note. Next note. Um, oh, we had this note for saying, like, what you mentioned that they're coming at it from a carcinogenic perspective, and they're not saying it breaks down bad, but they only think that it's cancerous. So, like, they're not saying that, like, the breakdown of bacon is carcinogenic, like, within you. They're just saying, like, oh, it's a carcinogen. They're not giving any science behind why it is. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was just saying carcinogen over and over and over again. <laughs> I do remember saying um, that, but I don't really remember what I meant. Yeah. Um, also, he mentions, like, if you were dealt a bad genetic deck, you can just reshuffle with diet. I think that's, I'm like, a sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's, like, and it's a... Like you would have to follow somebody from the day, from the moment they were born... And, and know their genetic sequence some, from the moment they were conceived, because really they were even saying that like it starts from the nutrition that you get in the womb. Yeah, yeah. Some of it. So you, they would have to follow you your entire life from the moment of conception, just like seeing what all you're fed, and you know, like yeah. a whole diet journal, whole diet journal. There's just so many factors that go into it outside yeah. of that, that it's like, how can you say bacon causes cancer? Right. Like, there's a girl... I just, I want to know. Yeah, the girl towards the end that had thyroid does, cancer. All right. Yeah, I'll stop eating bacon. If that's... Well, if that's, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> if I'm going to get cancer, for sure. If you know that, like, 98% I'm going to get cancer from eating bacon, I'll stop. If it's, like, a 50% chance, sorry. Bye. <laughs> I mean, yeah. bacon. Um... Bacon bits just really elevates a mountain melt. <laughs> cheese, which I'm not going to stop eating mountain melts ever. And chicken. Yeah. And dried <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Fuck. And ranch. Life. Um, I just, like, I feel like you can get, you can reshuffle the deck to be, like, healthier for a longer period, maybe. But, like, your genetics are going to come back and bite you in the ass. Like, I... I don't but see, are they? I don't see how eating broccoli is going to tell your thyroid cancer to go away forever. I don't uh, yeah, see that. I, don't I and it's because I'm not a fucking doctor. That's why I don't see it. <laughs> but also like we don't know that for sure because you, like you said you have to see them from conception to death. Yeah. And be like, here's what we determined. Like, her thyroid cancer came and back because... And then you'd have to, blood. again, repeat this, this study because just because 
you you one group of people studied this one thing Person. this one time doesn't mean it's the same every time it's done. Yes. Oh. We're admiring Gwen. She's licking her fucking feet on her Serta mattress bed. She loves that bed. Because Sydney spoils her cat. Gwen has three beds, guys. She And she has a backup one. And, and a backup bed. Wait, what's the third bed? Is it the third bed, the backup bed? I thought the third oh. bed was the backup bed. Yeah, she just has this bed in the... Oh, okay. Oh, my God. The one in my room. <laughs> She's not... Um... Oh, I remember you making the comment. He's calling marketing and is annoyed that they can't answer his questions. <laughs> he kept, like, showing us that he was making phone calls to all these places, and it's like, okay, but when you call a big fucking company, you're not going to get the scientist. On you're the not. Phone. You're yeah. not. You're going to get the telemarketer. Yeah. You're going to get the telemarketer, and they're going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking bye. Like, don't get yeah, so mad. Um... Oh, they were talking about PCB, mercury, saturated fat, and cholesterol in fish. Don't know anything about any of that. Except for that mercury is getting higher concentrated Honestly, like, yeah. That's because really the biggest thing. Exactly. Our oceans are fucked. Overfishing is real. Fish farming is fucked. Un-understandable. Un <laughs> Misunderstandable. I don't know anything about fish farming either. Except for the fact that, like... It can be, like, the fish poop can be a natural fertilizer for plants if they are in a multi-industry Integrated farm. aquaculture! That. That fancy <laughs> science word. Um, if they can use integrated aquaculture, they would be using, like, the fish poop and the fish water, recycling it out so that the fish can keep getting fresh water and the fertilizer can go out and be something natural in their crop. Which is super cool to me. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and I think cool. that if we could farm fish, it would be more sustainable than getting fish from the ocean. But also then, like, people are still going to argue because it's still an animal industry. So, you know, I just can't win. I give up. Um, also, fucking Kip says, I always knew pollution was bad, but I didn't know it would how it would affect our food. That, we both, like, audibly were like, what? when he said that because like pollution affects literally everything like the moment your car starts you're affecting somebody that might be standing behind it <laughs> like it's just i don't get it so pollution i literally wrote pollution ain't good for no one and nothing <laughs> uh Breaking out the snacks. I'm hungry. Snacks. Pretzels and hummus and pizza. Nice. Digging it. Is there another slice of pizza? Yeah, I'm just making little strips. That's what I did earlier slice. for mine. All right. Yeah, I just like cut it into fourths and then I took my two pieces and then just cut them off. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna go get some pizza. Um, the next thing is dioxin exposure from animal products and that bioaccumulation that we were talking about. Yeah, because, like, dioxins are in the pollutants in the air. And so, like, how is it affecting, like, the ingestion and inhalation in animals, I guess? Um, or the exposure to it and then how it, like, accumulates throughout the food chain. Which, if you guys don't know, bioaccumulation, basically when you think of... What was that fucking... The pesticide? You know what I'm talking about? 
at Agent Orange. Um, fuck. What was it called? I have no idea. Alright, we're Googling. DDT! Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, DDT yeah, yeah, yeah. affected eagles because, like, the mice would eat off of farms that had DDT in it, and if, like, one mouse eats one dose of DDT, it's gonna be fine, but if an eagle eats ten mice, that's ten doses of DDT just for that one eagle, so then their eggs become really, really thin, and they can't stand up to, like, any pressure at all or anything that an eagle has to do to survive, so then the eggs died and eagles were endangered. Long story short, that's basically what they were talking about as far as, like, dioxin exposure. The and DDT bioaccumulated in the eagle. Yes. So then my question for them was, like, also things like dioxins are why meats and things have to be processed. So, like, everything that any – in any subject, everything that we talk about is usually some form of trickle-down or I some form it. of, like, branch out. Like, we have to fix the dioxins to fix the processing process, if that makes sense. If they keep talking about processed meats, mm -hmm. what if me and you moved off the grid, we got us a cow and some chickens and a turkey and shit, and we just like raised it and mm -hmm. ate it and cooked it, mm -hmm. would it be as carcinogenic as the fucking lunch meat ham in our fridge? I mean, good question. I have no idea. Like, is the fact that, well, they're not just talking about meat in this thing. Obviously, they're just talking about animal products in general. I just know more about meat. Well, and they're saying, like, we're so classy right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're saying, like, oh my god, look at Gwen. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> She's licking between Anyways. her toes. <laughs> um, like, it's not just meat, it's animal product. And they're saying that, like, you can get... All the protein you get from animals is recycled from plants because they eat plants and then we eat the animals. Right. Yeah. That... That's, that's a good point. Like, for me, that was a good point. I was just like, that makes sense. I mean, like, animals obviously also have their own protein because they're a living being, and, like, yeah. we have our own proteins. Yeah. And the plants probably provide more. It's not their problem. Like, we're not just getting, like, plant protein from the animals. It's got to be a combo. Have you ever had that before? Yeah. It's good. Um, okay. Here's what annoyed me the most. When he said, and the toxins from the feed, and I was just immediately... Because, yes, pollution could probably cause things, but as far as, like, in the food goes, most of the pollution is within the air or within the water. Not a lot of pollution is within the ground, unless it's, like, overly fertilized. There are less and less pesticides used every single day because of genetically modified plants. Genetically modified does not mean that an alien came down and, like, fucked a plant, and huh. created a monster for you to eat. Genetically modified means maybe they took a 
specific gene from sweet corn and added it to regular yellow corn to make it slightly sweeter. Or they added a gene from a papaya that made it more mosquito resistant than a mango and added it to the mango to make it more mosquito resistant. Like, you ever seen a pun in square? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. Drop in fucking God high quesh. school. God quest. God quest. You ever seen a Punnett square? Ever it's real easy to Punnett understand. If you think ever seen your labradoodle? Fuck. Yeah. Off. Ever yeah. seen your labradoodle? Ever seen this exotic short hair with tiny legs? And we don't know how she got that way, but she's adorable anyways, and she's fine. Ever seen yourself in the mirror? How you came from both your parents? Mm. We're all fucking genetically modified, and I just want everyone to be well aware. My body is warm. <laughs> is it the La Marita? <laughs> or is it my anger? <laughs> I get very intense when I talk about genetically modified things, because people are so angry for no fucking reason. Yeah. They will not put it on the market until they know that it's safe for you. And I can tell you that because there are only eight, the last time I checked, this was like a year ago, Eight genetically modified foods that are on the market. And I will name them all and I will pull them up just so that I'm double checking. But corn, soy, maybe cotton. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm eating my pizza, sorry. Corn, soybean, cotton, canola oil, alfalfa, which you probably don't fucking eat anyways. Sugar beets and papayas. That's it. Anything else is not going to be commercially available for you. And you don't have to fucking eat it if you don't want to. Just don't yell about it without knowing the truth. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, bye. Thanks, bye. Ugh. All right. Yeah, and people are like, oh, I remember this too. They were like, oh, and the cows are eating genetically modified foods and I'm like yep because they can mass produce genetically modified corn and add it to a cow's diet versus making sure that their organic corn that has also pesticides in it is also used on the cows and takes 10 times longer to get the meat processed and to get the corn ready another reason genetically modified is great because they can mass produce it for you to eat so that you can have a plant-based diet <laughs> you're fucking welcome are we ahead of our notes on our replay? Mm-hmm. I oh. think so. God damn. I know. Well, we can skip some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is already a long episode. Mm. They did talk about, though, lactose intolerance in other countries versus here. Mm. How more people in other countries are lactose intolerant. And I made a note saying, like, but a lot of other countries don't have a dairy industry the way that we do. So, like, when you have dairy at a young age, your body is already becoming immune to it. If it has to. I don't even know. Because, like, there are some kids that were oh, breastfed no. that I then have later milk. milk as a kid. Yeah, I drink a lot of milk as a kid, so I don't I'm have... not lactose intolerant. Yeah, I'm not lactose intolerant at all. If I was, I'd still eat cheese every day. I'm telling you. I know people that are lactose intolerant that still eat ice cream. and Because yeah, they want to. Yeah. And move on with your life. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to get diarrhea later, but I'm going to eat this whole pint of ice cream. Bye. And I, it's just I like. I fucking respect that. I mean, yeah. Because like, <laughs> if I had to have diarrhea every time I ate ice cream, I'd cry. Um, it's just like, to me, 
it's that's another thing that's like an individual basis. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about this shit water? Mm-hmm. Yes. Go. <laughs> so, now we're in North Carolina. There it is. Got it. And, ever so conveniently, all of these, like, shitty pig farms are in low-income areas mm-hmm. or like black or Hispanic neighborhoods so they also think that this is like a civic issue that's happening mm-hmm. but basically bunch of pigs in a building that they're raising for the pork industry they shit everywhere they produce 10 million times more shit than humans or whatever, which obviously, but whatever. Um, it says eight to ten times. That's what I heard. I can be wrong. They shit everywhere. The shit, like, falls through the slats in the ground, washes into this giant reservoir where it leaches out into the soil and into, like, our, into the earth, into our water systems. And then they used that. They said it was unfiltered. Kip said. Kip. Kip, <laughs> Kip said it. it was unfiltered, whatever, and they just like spray it all over the grass. Yeah. The only thing that I know about that is that, like, I fully agree that there needs to be another, like, there needs to be a solution to how they get rid of animal waste. Um,. Yeah, but dude, what? Yeah, how? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they, I'm telling when I'm telling you guys, these people are not out to kill the planet. <laughs> they're not out to like make anything bad. They just don't have a solution. They to just want to make money. Yeah, they're like, this is my job, and here's what I'm gonna do, and here's how I'm gonna do it, and this is the only solution that I have. And but the sprinklers but they don't care about the repercussions. Right. Yeah. It's just a matter of like getting people that care because like. I know people that are farmers in Okeechobee that completely and utterly have cared their whole lives that the Okeechobee Lake was just getting disgusting. They were like, we have no idea what to do, though. And and they have regulations that they have to follow or else they're going to get shut down. And then where are their animals going to go? They don't know. Yeah. But the only thing I know about this in general is that, like, those things that are spraying water everywhere, it's water mixed with that because it fertilizes their crop to give to their animals. And people yeah. are like, oh, they're eating other hog and other feces. No, they're not. It's becoming a fertilizer. It's going into the soil. It's not going into the food. And it's helping grow the food to grow the animal. Yeah. That's the only thing I know about that part. I don't know anything about anything else. Do you think they purposely put these places in bad neighborhoods? I guess, I, honestly. I, I realize that's a whole other issue. I. That's so fucked. I don't. I think that if it's factory, I think if it's industrial and conventional, yes. I think that they're going to find whatever open land and they're going to take it. And that's because I have met someone in person who said that a large corporation that I'm not going to name moved in next to one of their family friends' farms and bought them out because... 
they didn't want them like stealing their crop because it was a family farm. So knowing that, I definitely think that they like if it's a conventional, like if it's an industrial company, yes. And well, based on what they show, area's gonna fight them. Right, they, they don't have the yeah. Based on what we saw, yes. If it was a family farm, no. But they also wouldn't be causing you as think much those issues. Those people eat pork. Huh. Is that a question? Well, that one guy was pretty pissed off. Yeah, oh yeah, that guy was mad. Also, he just like, he looked like, okay, I have an uncle named Jerome. Do with that what you will. From Perry, Florida. Do with that what you will. And he looked just like this guy that was real mad about the pork near his area. I can totally get being mad about like, the pork and stuff, like, being mad about, like, the smell or something, um, or any health repercussions, but this is more pollution. Again, it's not, like, your food, it's the pollution that's caused by it, which is definitely a topic to be talked about, um, but I can tell you, I guarantee I, you that man ate bacon at least half of his life in the morning. I fully believe, though, that these big money, like, industries and corporations and stuff, they don't care what's happening to people or their health. Especially if it is true that the government is the umbrella over all of it, which is encompassing all of these food industries, which is in turn benefiting pharmaceutical industries. We need more medication because we eat like shit and it's making us sick. What's the other industry I'm thinking of? Pharma, I don't know. It's all money. They all get money like from it. Like cancer, heart, and all that. Like the yeah. health organizations. They all get money at the end of the day, and that's all that matters. And you know what? Okay, I do have a good question. Who gets that money? Is it like the CEO? Where is it? Yeah. Is it the CEO? Because oh, it's not the gonna... fucking employees. It's not your goddamn secretary that had to answer the phone and talk to Kip. She doesn't get shit. You're going to forgive my student loans? In 10 years, if I work for a nonprofit for 10 years, okay, what even is, like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. just do it now. Mm-hmm. What does it matter? Where Where is this money? What is it? Mm-hmm. We're in debt. Hardcore. Not even just, like, us in general. Our country is in debt. Like, pay them. Trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I do have to mention this. In this documentary, there is a very graphic image of dead pigs. In like a box, waiting to get picked up, and that made me cringe a little bit. I've never seen that in my life, and that makes me really sad. Because I love pigs. I also love bacon, but I love pigs, and I don't want to see them in a box. That makes me sad. Pigs are so cute. They're so cute. They're so gross. Blah. <laughs> Sorry. I got. A, I have a friend that got a teacup pig as a gift, and she turned into a pot belly pig. Elena. She's a big-ass pig. It's great. She's cute. Um, another one that we actually care about. <laughs> Him saying that, like, livestock CO2 is the causes of everything. <laughs> and 
He doesn't provide any science or proof. He likes no, to he talk a lot of about, shit about what he looks yeah. up, and he doesn't prov- provide any yeah. of that. He talked about that for, like, literally less than a minute, and he was like, all right, moving on. Yeah, and we're like- Cancer Association. Yeah, we're like, wait, wait, that's what we want to know. Because, like, as a supporter of the ag industry, I want to know, like, what are we doing and how can we help? How can we fix it? But then he also says, like, the cause of rainforests falling? No. Let me- Let's learn you a little real quick. I pulled up a shit ton of How much palm oil do we consume? Mmm- where does it come from? <laughs> I'm not asking because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's read this. This is from Nat Geo. National Geographic. A photo of a killed rainforest. Clear cut swaths of the Amazon rainforest in Kiandua. Don't yell at me, Brazil. I'm sorry. Kiandua, Brazil, are often planted with manioc or cassava, a shrub grown for its starchy root. Farmers slash and burn large parcels of forest every year to create grazing and croplands, but the forest nutrient-poor soil often renders the land ill-suited for ag, and within a year or two, the farmers move on. Not CO2 emissions. The tearing it down itself. Your cows are not causing this issue. The people are. More than half of Earth's rainforests have already been lost due to human demand for wood and arable land. Rainforests that once grew over 14% of the land on Earth now cover only about 6%. And if they continue, the critical habitats could disappear from the planet completely within the next 100 years. Threats are logging, power plants, paper industry, which I'm from a town that is the paper industry, And, again, small towns versus big industry are two very different things. Uh, Soy, which, again, doesn't cause a lot of CO2 emissions. Mining operations. Government and industry clear-cut forests to make way for service and transit roads. Which, if there's a way around it now, why don't we just keep it that way? (sighs) Okay. We got World Wildlife fund. Forests cover 31% of the land area on our planet, produce vital oxygen and homes for people and wildlife. But forests are under threat from deforestation, coming in many forms like fires, because people aren't letting us do regulated fires, so then wildfires become a thing and that's not something you can help. Unsustainable logging for timber, ranching and development, and degradation due to climate change. This climate change wouldn't happen if we had all the trees we used to have. Still eating pizza, guys. I'm sorry. That's a very long article, but you guys can go to scientificamerican.com slash article slash earth talks daily destruction. About rainforests? Alright. Um, also, literally anything you ever need about agriculture you can find at University of Florida IFAS Extension. IFAS being I-F-A-S, like, they, if it's got ag in it, it's on there. Like, they do studies with themselves, like, UF people and other people, and it's lots of good information. All right, let's see. 
Oh, do we want to talk about this guy? No. No? There's a guy in here that's arguing with him. That's what I was talking about. Just go watch it. That You'll find it. Got my nerves. It was uncomfortable. He's basically just like talking to, I don't know, somebody at the Diabetes Association that got very uncomfortable. Um, but that does lead me to my next thing. I feel like we entrust these scientists to do this job. So like, I have two things. Like, I fight for science so hard, and then people go and argue about science. If that makes sense. It's like, it's fine to find, like, an opposing view and to come together for a solution. It's not fine to yell at each other about your opposing views without facts behind it. Like, scientists have brought all of these things to the table, but now instead of going and studying those things yourself and getting those facts, not from other scientists, but for yourself and bringing them to the table, you're just yelling at scientists about what they did have dedicated their life to. Yeah. I'm getting tired. Are you tired? I'm tired. I'm getting a little tired. So. I don't know. Let's wrap it up. How many more notes do we have? I mean, I wrote a lot, but we don't have to do all of them at all. After you watched this, was there a part of you that was like, damn, maybe I should try this? Yes. Me too. Yeah. And that's coming from a very avid meat eater. Like, oh, I mean, same. Yeah. I grew up hunting. Like, I was I've always, never done that, but. I was always taught, like, if you go out and you get your own food, you eat it. You don't waste it. You don't hunt for sport. Like, I was never taught to abuse animals or any of that. And, like, yeah, I was a hard advocate for making sure that animals are safe and have welfare in any of their environments. But part of this. For health and planet's sake. I was like, yeah. All right. This is, like, there are a lot of good points. It was just not presented in a good way. Yeah. And it needs more facts back into it. I think so, too. And, I mean, well, maybe they're out there and I just haven't uncovered them yet. That's mm-hmm. fully possible. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it doesn't exist because I don't know. But... Um, I think it all makes really good points. Again, like, the people that he talked to that said they ate plant-based for two weeks and they're already off all of their medications, he could have found them on the street and be like, hey, I'll give you, like, $100 to say all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't, like, get my mind off of that for some reason. I well, don't know, like, if they're really legit or not. Probably because he gives bad vi- bad vibes. And also the, the sheer fact that, like, maybe it's true. Maybe they did take two weeks and all of a sudden their life changed, but also because, like, your body goes into shock when things change. So maybe sure. it's like, I need to like take a step back and then all of a sudden something's gonna come back and hit you like a fucking wall. Like I Potentially, yeah. Did so many sports my entire I know it's not like it's health related, but not in like a disease way, but like I did so many sports my entire life and my back never hurt and then one day it hurt and then I kept dancing and kept doing fine and then it stopped hurting and then again it came back. Like it life is life. <laughs> It just fucking happens. There it is. <laughs> Let me choose this and then we'll close it out. Yeah, I mean, am I going to try it? I don't know. I mean, it would be cool. Like, I eat horrible. I literally just swallowed a Twix bar. Oh? <laughs> I went, oh! <laughs> I crushed it up and snorted it. Um... 
Like, I eat like shit. I have, how many Mountain Melts have I had in the last week? In the last two weeks? So many. I mean, and that's the thing, though. It's like, it's, I it's ate very dinner different. like a nine-year-old. I ate chicken nuggets and Velveeta, and I had green beans. I threw a veggie in there. It was canned. I mean, I put butter on it. I mean, it. I literally, <laughs> no, I literally told my mom earlier this week, I was like, I had to get canned vegetables, but I feel like any vegetable is better than no vegetable at all. Because, I mean, like, yeah. you got to do what you got to do when you're working on minimum wage after college. Hey. That's the thing, too. I'm I'm curious. I want to look at that website that that girl had. What was mm-hmm. it? Plant-based on a budget? Yeah. I'm curious to look into that. Yeah. yeah, plant-based on a budget. If you guys are interested in going vegan, check that out. We haven't yet, but you out. can. Um, I definitely wouldn't mind adding more plants to my diet and maybe minimizing the meat that I eat. Like, I remember cutting red meat back for a while and like I felt more energized but that's because like red meat can be inflammatory just like bread can and red meat is not good if you overeat it if you eat it too much that's a known fact I just like cut it back and I felt better but I also still ate it like I, I had I eat a lot of chicken but it's usually fried right you gotta and like or opt for the grilled one yeah like, I try to opt for grilled chicken when I get things now, and like, except for like nugs, because a grilled nug, not great. Fuck a grilled nug. Yeah, but grilled sandwich, beautiful. Grilled off of my grill, beautiful. Yeah, dude. But, I mean, yeah, I could agree with that. Like, I feel like, you know how you can do like meatless Mondays and stuff like that? Like, I would definitely be open to doing stuff like that. Um, but I fucking. I said it so many times already. I'm gonna say it again. I love cheese a lot. <laughs> I yeah. really do. Like yeah. what? Yeah, like it's not a good substitute for cheese. No, there's no way. And I, I do know like vegans you... that have found good substitutes for cheeses, yeah. but it's not easy. Well, and that shit can't be cheap. That's where it's gonna get pricey. Fake cheese. Either yeah. don't eat anything it. that's fake is gonna be hard to pay for. Yeah. I wonder, too, like, you know, like, Morningstar? How you can get, like, a Morningstar, like, a chicken patty? Their chicken patties are good. <laughs> but it's, like, is that is that better? Because it's still breaded, is it not? Right, yeah. Well, the yeah. ones that I'm thinking of. Anyways. No, yeah. Those like, it's still breaded. Like, is it healthier for you than eating a, a breaded chicken patty? I don't know. Because it's made of veggies, so you're getting... Like, more vegetables. Yeah, you'd have to look at the ingredients. I want to try would. an Impossible Burger. The ones that are plant-made. It's like a yeah. beef burger, but no beef. But, like, I've had Morningstar chicken patties. They taste like fucking chicken. Yeah. I'm, uh, it's a lie. I'm it's all a lie. Everything's chicken. Gator. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I would try it. Um. I wish I had the willpower to start tomorrow just to see for my own self. Yeah. But I definitely don't. It's definitely a process you have to move yourself into. Which is like anything, though. Like, I I just, like, I definitely want to close out saying that I am not against veganism. As you guys can tell, we're not against or for anything. We are just trying to learn as much as we can about stuff that we, like, are passionate about. about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're passionate about the planet. A lot of this was, we want to see, like, what this proposes. And veganism is to each their own sort of thing. I just, all I want in this world, sunshine and rainbows. 
Um, all yeah. I want in this world is for people to present both arguments and not hate each other for it. <laughs> like, like I said, I More follow that. More open-mindedness. Yeah, I follow that girl that's a vegan, and she has never pushed her veganism in my face. She posts about it, and it inspires me to try vegan foods. And I have had vegan foods that I enjoy. That dessert but I, hummus in there is vegan? I mean, hey, <laughs> see? And Baby it's like, steps. I bought dessert hummus. It's delicious. It's brownie batter. It's amazing. And it's like, I support that, and I support her, and I just don't want to get yelled at. For eating meat. Because I'm gonna. Sorry. Like. Sorry. Sorry. If one day there's proof that I need to not, then I will stop. But at this point, we're not there yet. Maybe I'll cut back on my red meat again. But I'm still gonna eat chicken. Yeah. I don't I eat guess, much um, fish. I guess I like. we can provide an update if anything ever even comes from this. Yeah. I mean, we could be like two months from now and I'm still eating just as many mountain milks. We'll keep a tap. We won't. No, we, we, we won't. won't. I don't want to embarrass myself we like won't. that, Jesus. <laughs> we'll be like, Sydney went to account went to Ale House to three times this week. She had five mountain milks. <laughs> yeah, really. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if there are any updates. Maybe we'll like do like a quick like update episode. That'll not be 25 hours long. If anyone has any input or, like, personal experience in anything that we've talked about or, like, your own reaction to this same documentary. Yeah. Or if you have, like, other documentaries that we should check out. Yeah, from, there's like, another one in here that we don't, that we want to watch. I would sure. be curious to look into that. Um, yeah. Like Cheyenne said, we're just, we're just trying to learn stuff that we, that we want to know about. If you guys um, want to know more about the farming industry, family farming industry, go to Farm Babe. She has a blog. She posts on it all the time. She's awesome. She's in the industry. So, again, people that we can trust that are within that, that do it firsthand, or hopefully that you can trust that you want to believe in, because I believe in her. She's great. She's awesome. Farm Babe, she's great. You can follow her. Go check out her blog that can help you learn a little bit more about the farming industry. Um, just don't, don't be rude. Don't at us. I'm, I'm yeah. already coming in hot with the, if you don't want to follow us because I'm honest that don't, uh, bye. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm not here to have arguments with internet people. I'm here to learn things with my roomie and drink strawberries and watch documentary uh, and talk shit. And eat pizza and on eat the pizza. pod because we're disrespectful as fuck. <laughs> thanks dad for teaching us how to do that <laughs> all right thank you guys so much we will see you later you do you we'll do follow us. gwen on instagram at lil cat gwen <laughs> yeah and if you want to follow either of us it's at jerica training academy with a period in between each word jerica spelled j-e-r-r-i-c-a and uh i'm just i'm sid Edman. honestly just sid follow Edman. gwen just follow Gwen. Just Don't follow, follow Cindy. Don't worry about my answer. All right. Bye.